there is nothing wrong with Hufflepuffs. There's nothing wrong with Hufflepuffs. We're a perfect people. <laughs> uh, well, when you say things like that, it nope. makes my Ravenclaw sensibilities want to claw your eyes out. But canonically, I, I don't like think we're badger? friends. They're very intense. And I will. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's just a badger. Fuck. And that's why I'm going to claw your eyes out. Get- Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And this is a podcast about fanfiction and sometimes other things. And today, yeah. we're going to be talking about a couple of other things and reading some fanfiction. So, fun things. We have our very first guests on this podcast, which is super duper exciting. Uh, Maggie and V, would you like to say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maggie. I'm V. Yes, this is V and Maggie, and they're from a podcast called I Met You on LJ, and I guess V or Maggie, or maybe both of you, can just say a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about the podcast. Yeah, our podcast is called I Met You on LJ, because that's how Maggie and I met. (laughs) Hi. And uh, we met 12 years ago through Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart shipping fandom, uh, but that is the only fandom that we've ever had in common. We have super, super different uh, fandom histories outside of that. And we decided that it would be a fun angle to start a quarantine podcast about, um, as a lot of people did. So we talk about two different fandoms each week, uh, one from Maggie and one from me. And Maggie is the one with, you know, taste. And <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Pretty similar to Grace and I. Wait, which I'm, one of us taste? I have taste. Rude. <laughs> Clearly, I'm the one with taste, and you're the one who likes garbage. <laughs> Only when it comes to the fan fiction that I read, not in the fandoms that I'm in. I like reading. I like reading fan fiction that is more, um, more classically. Uh, I'm gonna just say classically good. Has quality. <laughs> Has quality. Is well written. What, is, what does classically mean? In this context. It's that Grace likes to read stuff that's just weird. <laughs> what about you two? What are, what's your, you could either say your very basic relationship to fan fiction or maybe what you enjoy writing or reading when it comes to fan fiction, just so like we can get a little, get a little insight into you guys. Ooh. Well, I mean, this is the Maggie of the V and Maggie. V and I are both writers. And so we come to like choosing what to read, probably from like a different perspective than Maybe somebody who doesn't also write. Yeah. Also, I whenever I have tried to like um, like psychoanalyze myself in this regard, it feels very difficult because it's hard to separate myself from like fandom and fan fiction in general because I've been doing it since I was like like thirteen. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, more than half my You're life. You're a tree that has grown into the fence. <laughs> You don't know where it ends and begins. Yes. So what are you doing on an average? It's a Thursday night. You're thinking, I'll just open up the AO3, see what's hot, see what's happening. What is the thing you type into the search bar? Or, yeah, gravitate Mm. towards. Yes. Well, in the times in my life where I'm reading all the time, because if I'm in a space where I'm writing a lot, which has been, like, lockdown for me. Yes. (laughs) I haven't really been reading very much because I have to pretend no other fan fiction exists. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh. From like an influenced like, perspective of like, I don't want to yes. write like this writer. I want to write like me. So I have to like go into a void. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I have to pretend that I don't have any competition whatsoever. And I can't, I don't want to accidentally copy anybody. And so I just have to like remain in that space. You're Taylor Swift going into Reckless <laughs> to make sure that nobody can get in your mind and like implant a melody. And you're now... And then you sing it, and you're yeah. like, I made up that melody, yeah. you're and not, you did it. Was it Ed Sheeran who, like, copied a couple of bars, like, by accident? So from, many people like, have done Everyone's that. done it. it was, like, Prince yeah. did that. No, everyone, is, like, everyone has a story of accidentally slipping Ice Ice Baby into their music, <laughs> and it's just the best song. It's not, but everyone knows that's I like big butts. But. but if I'm in the middle of writing a het fic, I'll go in and read Slash. Yeah. True. So, like, I I always, usually what I fall back on these days is Stephen Bucky. Ooh. Oh, classic. Very classic. classic. We, we didn't hear about you. What is What are your fandom and fanfic comfort foods? Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, 
I I love a good long one shot, like the twenty thousand mm. words, thirty thousand words, like one shot that's got the whole plot arc in there. That's some good stuff. And I wish I could write them, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's so impressive. Just by accident, and it makes me sad <laughs> that I can't do that. Yeah, everything I write is uh, like over a hundred thousand words, and it takes forever. It's true. How 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 fast do you write? <laughs> How many how many words do you write in a sitting? Because like <laughs> this is so out of my realm of like uh, on a good day probably like two thousand. So yeah, but then there was one weekend in um twenty twelve where I was possessed by the spirit of Harry Styles' butthole. <laughs> That's a strong spirit. Yeah, yeah, possessed by the spirit of Harry Styles' butthole and wrote sixty three thousand oh, words in a in a weekend. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was the most for sure. It's that prince energy. He has that sexuality. I am yes. dying. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever written that many words in my life. And not about a butthole? Or not real by it the spirit it of wasn't, a butthole. It definitely wasn't about the spirit of a butthole. <laughs> I would take half that energy. I'll take his taint. I'll take oh, just God. the energy of his taint. Oh my get out. <laughs> You're not Yikes. To be on this podcast anymore. Oh my god, okay. So let's talk about It's so rare that I get to hear the word taint in person. And I say taint a lot. You put actually. it into conversation so fluently, like That's because I say it all the time. I don't think okay. you understand. <laughs> Alright, so this episode again is obviously a little bit different because we have guests for the first time. They're also remote. Um they are recording from other other areas of the country, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um but we have kind of a different way that we were gonna do our pairing today. And I think the prompt was bring a drink that you had different feelings about when you were a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I see everyone has their drinks. So yes. thank you for playing my games with me. I guess we can talk about. Ours. I said you want to start with that. Do you want <laughs> yes. me to explain, or are you going to? Explain? I think I feel like I came up with it, but you it was did. A, yeah, you me did. and Claire had a conversation where we just talked about like possibilities for what we were going to do, and I thought it would be really funny to bring uh, a sex on the beach, which one I've never had in my <laughs> life um, until this day. So I'm very excited. But I was thinking about it because in multiple movies, specifically the movie Sleepover with um, What's-Her-Face from Spy Kids. Alexa, Alexa Vega. Vega? Alexa Vega. Yes, Alexa Vega from Spy Kids. <laughs> How did we do that? <laughs> you did it at the exact same time. It's just hilarious. Um, anytime a, a like underage person or like a person who hasn't really drinking before is like at a bar at, on like a date and... They're like, they have like a headpiece or they have a cell phone and they need like, oh God, I'm supposed to order a drink. What do I do? And the friend's always like, order has sex on the beach. He'll think you're sexy. And I was like, okay, sex on the beach must be like a real, drink. real adult and really uh, like a Cosmo, like very like high class. No, <laughs> yes. And it's basically just like juice. <laughs> it is um, two ounces of vodka. One ounce of peach schnapps, um, two ounces of orange juice, and two ounces of cranberry juice. Yeah, it's very much in the like tequila sunrise, fuzzy yes. navel. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I don't want to mm. drink alcohol, mm. so I'm going to mm. mask it with juice territory. Yes. <laughs> I will say, though, I fucking love a tequila sunrise. They're delicious. That's all I drank when I was like 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My college town, you could go out drinking for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would get fucking tequila sunrises. That good. And they were That's good. Bomb as hell for like three bucks. We got. Was that you that I was always get Long Island iced teas at at that one place with the burritos? <gasps> yes, they were like two dollars. Yeah, Yeesh. it was not a safe choice. No, <laughs> Long Island iced teas used to be my drink. Yes, because oh, they yeah. were two dollars, and yeah. it was like seven. Drinks. Also, it was a it was a very even when you buy them places where it's a ten dollar drink, it's that it's all alcohol. It's still five drinks. So <laughs> yes, and the reason it tastes strong is because if you think about it, it is only one ounce shy of being fifty fifty alcohol juice. I'm pretty Ooh. sure it's like even more than that. So. In some way, some people make it. All right, um, uh, V, what have you brought for our pairing today? So when I was in high school, I really loved the violently green jones green apple soda and so i bought one and you guys are gonna get to experience my uh first take on it as an adult yes. God, we're an asmr podcast today. uh yes so i i'm gonna uncork it now or not uncork oh. it uncap it <laughs> so you can hear it awesome let's do it let's hear it ready ready Ooh, good crack 
Yeah. All right. It's it's green apple. It is green apple. <laughs> it's the color green for like an eight-year-old's Halloween party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is violently green. Um, I'm gonna. This is gonna be the like kombucha girl meme. She's the face. Ready? It froze Ready? on the face. Oh no. <laughs> kombucha girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It's That's sour. what she's like. I don't know if I've ever had a soda that looks like that. What is what is the experience? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a sugar hangover. It tastes like your spit after you eat a bunch of Jolly Ranchers. Okay, <gasps> I know exactly what tastes classic. like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. Maggie, what have you brought today? My neighbor bought me this. Ooh. It, pre-mixed margarita. Margarita mix. Yes. Because I took care of her plants for too long. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you deserve. <laughs> I love a good margarita <laughs> mix. So, yeah. And it has the tequila in it. Ooh. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and I, you know, I have always liked margaritas, so I'm just, I'm not really adhering to your theme. But as an olive branch for not adhering to the theme, I would like to offer an anecdote. Okay. About margaritas? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. More in line with our theme for the evening. Ah. Okay, this will be a good segue. Continue. When I was in community college, I went to a house party that was run by a lady who was really big Harry Potter super fan. And so at this party, she made butterbeers. And I loved the recipe so much that I took the recipe with me to college and made it at all the parties that I attended. Ooh. To to rave reviews. Wait, was it with... Because people have different interpretations of what butterbeer is. So what was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I've so made butterbeer before, but I think I made a non-alcoholic version. Okay. The way I would make it, I would, first of all, I would say to a crowd of people at a college party, who wants butterbeer? And oh, hands would shoot up. <laughs> Nerds. And, yeah. and, and so I would get out, I've got my, my butterscotch schnapps. Mm-hmm. I nice. bought mm-hmm. cream soda mm-hmm. and whipped cream. Oh, God. You lost me. I can't do it. Oh, so. no, no, no. I'm into this. <laughs> okay. You do, like, a cup of ice with um with a shot of the butterscotch schnapps and then cream soda and then whipped cream on top and you stir it up. You were going to college parties with the, like, container of Ready Whip in your backpack? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You're, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> um, it's the fall. You can also, if you're feeling fancy, put nutmeg on top. Were you Ooh. also carrying a jar of nutmeg in this backpack <laughs> of butterbeer supplies? Look, my friends were cool. <laughs> I'm learning my friends were not cool. Because <laughs> we didn't bring nutmeg to college no. parties? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, I think that gives away our uh, our fandom of the day, which is Harry Potter, <laughs> which, as we will acknowledge, has gotten much more problematic and complicated to be a fan of in this the yes. year, the dumpster fire of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Although, honestly, there has been a political devolvement of all of our, like, general opinions of J.K. Rowling over the past, like what 10 years yeah yeah that's true it definitely hasn't been like the only thing i I assume both of you have long histories with the fandom of harry potter oh yeah oh yeah yeah did you both read it as as youngins yep yep yep. my third grade teacher read the first book to us Mm. yeah i started reading it um just before the third book came out uh because i had a cool cousin in california who was reading it she recommended it to me but i remember the first time i ever heard of harry potter i had to pretend i knew what it was when i didn't really because she was the cool cousin and um after the phone call i went to my dad and i was like do you know what harry potter is and he was like isn't it those books about peter rabbit and father mcgregor And I was, it is Beatrix <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think that's Beatrix Potter. I th- yeah, I think I must have started reading them when the fourth book was out. Because I, I remember getting the fifth book and being yeah. like, this is longer and harder than I thought it was going to be to read because I was mm-hmm. maybe 10. And I started reading them. I started reading them when the second book was out. And I have one of those beautiful, singular, embarrassing second was I don't remember what grade it was. It's not important. I just remember it was like probably second grade, maybe third the teacher was writing words that started with the letter H and I was covertly reading Harry Potter under my desk. <laughs> and then she was like, what are some H words? And people Did would you be say like, Horcrux? And I said Hogwarts. 
Oh. Is that, oh. is that I was like, is that we, they like, uh, there was a couple other, they would be like, hair, hat. And Normal I was like, words. Hogwarts. And the teacher was like, I'm sorry, what? Can How you, do you spell that? And I was like, Hogwarts, <laughs> as in I'm going to Hogwarts. Um, so I guess, yeah, what were your, what were your points within this like, I don't know, digression of J.K. Rowling that you started to maybe like question Maybe Harry Potter or the fandom or maybe even just J.K. Rowling is like yeah. a singular person. Yeah. Um, so I have a master's in writing for children and young adults. And when I was in grad school, one of our like seminars was by um, Dr. Sarah Park Dolan, who studies specifically the role of um, – Koreans and Korean Americans and adoptees in children's literature. And she came to do a, a talk specifically about Cho Chang and the influence of Cho Chang on children's lit. And that was when I had to kind of be like, you know, I've been brushing all of this aside for a long time with Harry Potter and assuming that JK Rowling had good intentions, but like, hmm. It feels yucky to even say Cho Chang. Like, that's, it's racist. And, you know, the goblins are really anti-Semitic. And that was mm -hmm. something that I noticed as a kid. But I was so caught mm -hmm. up in the magic that I was willing to put aside, you know, that the only characters who were noticeably like me in this book series were the miserly banker goblins who are not human mm -hmm. and don't have the same rights as other humans. And, and you know, it's not exactly a positive. It's very much what we're doing right now is reevaluating things that we like and being like, can we separate the artist from the art, the author from the work, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or do we just I accept mean, that have you guys watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective in the last, like, five years? <laughs> in the last five years? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, thank you. Don't need to do that. <laughs> see, like that. But I also have no nostalgia for that movie. I didn't see that till I was an adult. Right. And I was like, I hate yeah. this. What? Get out. He comes out of a rhino. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> Never saw it as a kid. Yeah. It just reminds me of um, on Brooklyn Nine Nine when Andy Samberg's character is talking to somebody and he says, "Oh, the Pet Detectives. Uh, great movie. Only overtly trans misogynistic at the very end. So overall, a win." <laughs> <laughs> transphobic at the very end yeah. we're all a win <laughs> and claire you kind of talked about how like it was the the author's um maybe like postscript changes to the representation yeah i'm gonna just blanket blanket statement be you jk rowling be you the guy who wrote star wars you don't get to want it once it is published it sucks to suck you don't get it's to go done. back. You don't get done. to change. But we need to hear Maggie. <laughs> Maggie's angsty feelings. Yeah, Maggie's, Maggie's angsty feelings about uh, how your impression of JK has changed. Well, I mean, I never read any of her, like, other work after she started um, doing other stuff. I thought it was funny. She was like, I'm going to write 12 jurors. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and what's crazy is, A, she writes them as a man so that she can get mm. the access to... Oh, interesting. ...that, like, men have in publishing. Like, she faked her gender, and that's what her paranoia is about trans people, is she doesn't understand that they're not faking their gender in mm. the way she did. Like, she pretends to be a man. It's what? crazy. What? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> fucked up shit. Yeah. Fair, I have not paid any attention to her <laughs> Claire is fully unable to speak um i didn't realize she was a conservative white man <laughs> from the state of alabama <laughs> oh yeah her pen yeah. is a man yeah like literally nobody was talking about her other books like i could not give you a single title or plot point from any of her books that are not harry potter like they just straight up are not in the like one of my friends lexicon. read 12 jurors and was like not worth it. And I was like, good. I'm not going to read it. I wasn't planning to read it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested in real life. So, skip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, like, the world of Harry Potter was so important to me as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. I was in that real sweet spot of, like, born in 1991 babies. Uh, where, like... where we were like, growing up as the books were coming out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you got old enough to handle it. 
as the books got scarier and scarier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that period of time will never be replicated in terms of like how it related to the generation. You know, I definitely agree with what Daniel Radcliffe said in that letter um, that he wrote through the Trevor Project when um, when J.K. Rowling was coming out with all this transcro- uh, transphobic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Coming out is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Outing myself as a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> Outing myself as a turf. I but want I you to love and support me and we're all like, that's not what, that's okay. No, I'm going to love yeah. you through it in that I'm going to squeeze the hate away. Yeah. <laughs> if I hug you enough, you will say, wrong. <laughs> it's really difficult when this is a person who created something that was so uniquely... Um, to, like to me, genuinely, it I was I was not raised in any particular religion. Like we celebrated Christmas, but it wasn't like um I I was not it's a it's a consumerism thing, not a spiritual thing. Sure. Right. Like we have a tree and we make a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traditional <laughs> capitalist Christmas. Right. <laughs> and and I feel like for me and the people in our age group, a lot of the general morals that I received, that I feel a kinship with amongst other people, the way people do in a religion, I received from the Harry Potter series. She's your Brigham Young, but you're not down with polygamy. Get out of here. <laughs> you found her books in the dirt, and they weren't written by anybody. And then Somehow. And, like, you can look back and be like, elements of this were problematic, but also there were elements that were not pl- that were problematic. And I don't know how to separate the dirt from the gold tablets. <laughs> and so, you know, like, I love that series, but that's where it ends. Yeah. Right, and I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with. Um, yeah, totally. Because I know one side, of the, one side of the spectrum is like, you know, we have to unsubscribe from Harry Potter. It just, like, promotes it to do Harry Potter. And then there's the other side that's like the art is not the artist we can take this as like maybe it's a, like fairy like yeah. it's almost like a fairy tale at this point like it's like no one wrote cinderella we all just know cinderella and if i need to like make a point about something and i reference cinderella people understand what i'm talking about no one is suggesting we cut off our heels and our toes <laughs> to fit into a shoe that physically wouldn't work or maybe we are depending on the story i don't know but like harry potter is so widespread that you can like people obviously are out in the world that haven't read Harry Potter, but everyone understands it as, like, its own thing. Like, it's just a, it's and just maybe, an element separate of And maybe her final authorship. lesson for us is that she is saying from her deathbed, go, children, with everything I have taught you, me and condemn me. I am. <laughs> you learning all of these things now know that I am the worst. Yeah, constant it's true. vigilance. Don't trust anyone. Yes. It's yeah. a very, it's a very, like, and now the teacher has become the master. Yeah. And I will We love so out. hard yes. that we don't like you anymore. Yeah. yeah. You're voted off the island. It's like how when you go to college and they teach you how to be, like, mad about the world. And so then you get mad at the college for its racist policies. Yes. They're like, <laughs> and now that you understand... Now that you understand liberal arts, you can see how we are also a part of it. I guess we can't be mad at you for protesting because we taught you about indecency. All right, so... (laughs) We need to shrug off this mantle of heaviness and do something fun. Yeah, so, well, okay, this kind of gets me to, like, why I enjoy Harry Potter fan fiction. And, like, I would say Harry Potter, maybe the most, like, the most rife and rich with fan fiction, like, Mm -hmm. if... I had to put them all in piles. It would be the biggest pile totally. <laughs> yes. of all the fan fictions. Um, and I think that just proves, like, this. no one owns this anymore. <laughs> this is no. just, like, a cultural phenomenon. It's no longer yeah. Brigham Young's. It's no, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I actually don't know which one of you came up with the prompt for the story. V did? That Do you want to explain your... Yeah, it was me. What it is? <laughs> well, I, I said, you know, since I met you on LJ as a fandom themed podcast generally i wanted a fic that took place in a fandom space so like the characters meet at a con or they're cosplaying the same character or 
um, like a social media fic where like they're meeting on Tumblr or they're in rival fandoms or it's just something like that. And I suggested Harry Potter because it, there's so much Harry Potter fic. It had to exist in Harry Potter. The most to choose from? Yeah, yeah. Based on that prompt, I decided to hop on the trusty old AO3 and tag uh, within the Harry Potter tag uh, Comic-Con to see what comes mm. up. <laughs> and disappointingly, the majority of it was like the second generation. Like, um, what's his face? The, the littlest creepy and like Harry Potter's <laughs> kid, Albus and no. the other chill. And I was like, I don't like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> epilogue didn't count as a real no. thing. Uh, yeah. but I Harry didn't. Potter would never have become a fucking cop. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh man. All right. So our fanfic, for today is titled Love at First Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it is by the author Unavoidably Sarcastic, and this is their only work. Yes. <laughs> so they just needed this to happen, and I love it. It involves another show. Um, they don't reference the show super, super heavily, but this is they, they come in cosplay that is related. And I was curious if you guys knew anything about the show uh, Yuri on Ice. Uh, I've heard I mean, of it. I have existed on Tumblr for 10 years, so I know of it, but I have not seen it. Okay. That is my experience with you. Totally fine. Um, actually, Claire, do you want to bring up a picture for later that's going to be relevant? <laughs> sure. I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Pretty much all you need to know for this particular fanfic is that Yuri is, I believe, the main character, and Harry is dressed as him because in this universe, he really loves Yuri on Ice. And also in Yuri on Ice, there is a canon uh, couple. <laughs> and we'll get into so it. So this is a relatively later. recent fic. That, oh, that is a good question. No, uh, it's not. Not <laughs> recent. No. Well, I mean, I would not say three years ago is not recent. I mean, in the canon, in the canon of Harry Potter oh, fanfiction. In the, yes, in the universe of Harry Potter fanfiction, it's pretty recent. It was not written during quarantine. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, as an, engin- as an engineer, that would be the oldest shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that when I see a document with that number on it, I would be like... 2017! Oh. We haven't updated anything. Yeah, I would be like, this needs to be deleted. Yes, it's from 2017. Which also is funny, because again, this person is, uh, you know, a pretty good writer. And they wrote this for Fan Works Day 2017, which I don't happen to know what hmm. that is. But they felt the spirit take them. And they wrote Just this like she felt the spirit of Harry Styles. <laughs> This yeah. is the spirit of the... This is the reason for the season. The season is Fanworks Day. But can you imagine someone just being like, oh, I've never written... Or maybe they've written. I've never published a fanfiction. Let's take part in a thick exchange for Christmas. It could be a sock puppet account. It could be a sock puppet, yeah. Very possible. That's true. Very possible. So if uh, Unavoidably Sarcastic on our cover of our own wants to get in touch, that would be great. Thanks. I want to know more about you and why you only wrote this fic. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Harry, stop moving or you're going to tear your costume and I can't do any magic in front of all these muggles. Hermione hissed in the dark-haired boy's ear while they stood in the corner of the large hall. (laughs) She tugged hard on the zipper running down the back of the skin-tight clothing he wore, cursing the fact that he caught onto something. (laughs) What if we recognize someone? What if someone recognizes me? What if a Death Eater appears and I can't do anything because we're surrounded by muggles? What if Volda- Stop panicking, mate. He's gone and you know it. The Aurors have rounded up a grand total of most of the Death Eaters, and they are currently residing in Azkaban with life sentences or dead. So I don't think they'll be causing us any trouble. What's got you so nervous? It's literally just Comic-Con. Everyone is dressed up anyway, Ron whispered. And don't speak so loud about muggles or someone will hear you. Harry sighed, (laughs) glancing around. It is weird to think that, like, I'm assuming this is a universe where Harry Potter, the fan work, doesn't exist. Um, but I just feel like if I, I feel like if I was at Comic-Con. It's just like a documentary. (laughs) Yeah, it's a documentary. If I was at Comic-Con and I saw, and I just like overheard someone say like, be like, don't talk about the truffle lorps. And I would have been like, that must be a show I haven't heard of. (laughs) That's someone really, really getting into their character. Have you guys ever dressed up as a com? At a com? I I have not. not. I have cosplayed. I have not been to a (laughs) Comic-Con. And I have done Mm -hmm. an either. (laughs) 
Wait, 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 wait. No, I have like I have I did dress up. Weren't you before. weren't you Kaylee from Yes, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I like wait. Oh, no, I just haven't I haven't oh, taken I, I haven't taken we're, it. We're very much like Halloween cosplayers. Yeah. I want to <laughs> someday like go to a con, but I I have not. What about you guys? Are you cosplay fans? Um I've only I mean, I dressed up as Karen Page once at Gay Girl Con a couple years ago, but I didn't have a blonde wig and so no one like ever like clocked me mm. as Karen Page. But when I was there, someone was uh there was a woman dressed in a very um in a very extensive Captain America costume, but instead of being red, white, and blue, it was purple, pink, and blue. <gasps> Fun! And I gasped and I said, <laughs> and I gasped. Are you by Cap? She said, Yes. You wanted a sticker. <laughs> and I said, yes. See, and if I, I went to Kaimakan, I would like to be something clever. And unfortunately, I only think of things like three weeks after the fact. See, that's my thing, though, is why I probably should get into Kaimakan. Because I'm like, oh, I specifically want to be short hair Catra from season one of She-Ra when she dressed up for the princess ball. And no one's going to know what that means <laughs> unless I go to a Kaimakan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't dress up at any of the cons that I've been to. I thought about when um, I was at San Diego Comic-Con being Tina Belcher. <gasps> yes. Because I was a, on a panel about fan fiction, so I could have had my notebook of, like, erotic friend fiction. When, when we need to do a costumes deviate from cosplay? Because I have been... They are the same if it's a character from a thing. Yeah. When I went to Zombie, <laughs> pub, when I went to zombie pub Crawl, and I was the youngest Belcher, but a zombie... Louise. Louise. Louise, there we go. When I was Louise Belcher, and we were all Belchers, and my friend had a spice rack on, were we cosplaying? Amazing. Cosplay is just short for costume play. So we were. I was. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Harry's in cosplay. Harry sighed. Glancing around at the crowd, he spotted a few characters that he recognized, including at least one other, Yuri. Damn. Seems he wasn't as unique as he had thought he would be. And marveled at the sheer number of people surrounding them. Getting their tickets had been tricky, and now he understood why. As he continued to observe the crowd, he caught sight of some silver hair sticking out above the crowd in his peripheral vision, which looked strikingly familiar. Jerking around to get a better look, he ignored his friend's protest and searched for the owner of it. But he froze when he finally made eye contact with the individual. <laughs> oh, Merlin, he gasped. Oh, Merlin. <laughs> Harry, what are you oh, looking at? You seriously need to stop moving. I'm nearly finished, and then you can go running off to do whatever it is you want to do. Just stay still for a little while longer. Hermione, he interrupted, beginning to hyperventilate. Hermione, Malfoy is over there. <gasps> Malfoy is here, and he's cosplaying. He's Victor, Hermione. Oh, Merlin, he, he's Victor. Why is he here? He's oh, not supposed no. to be here. Oh, my God, I can't breathe. And I'm Yuri. He's Victor, and I'm Yuri. Your nemesis is your love interest. <laughs> oh, so yes. Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you who Nightmare. heard about Yuri on Ice, there is a canonical relationship between the character Yuri and the character Victor. Basically, uh, Yuri is an ice skater. Victor is his coach. They get flirtatious. And I want to say by season three, they are engaged. So like they're incredibly canonically uh <laughs> part of the series and claire if you want to show these two what those characters look like for an even better understanding for, we'll post this on for context Instagram. this Here is what is they look gif like of um <laughs> basically they look yeah, like yeah, harry yeah. and draco <laughs> yeah, yeah they it's do. just oh, one is dark oh, black hair one yes, is silver haired yes they're Obviously, basically they harry went that. and malfoy it's harry and malfoy <laughs> so harry's freaking out about draco being uh his supposed love interest in cosplay. I feel like it's risky to show up uh -huh. as one part of a canon shit and see, just be true. like, let's totally. see what's going on. Like You're not wrong. It's a couple's costume. It is a couple's costume. I'm 10,000% yes. sure that people do that on purpose to like get dates with whoever is <gasps> playing. Did you not think, Claire? <laughs> what? Like, can you imagine? I don't even, like, if you, you're a woman, so this wouldn't work. But, like, if you go as Steve Rogers, like a gay Steve Rogers, and someone goes as a gay Bucky, you're gonna hang out and get a drink and then have sex in the hotel room. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you need to get a, we, we're gonna cosplay. Is this, is this <laughs> like online dating, but in real life, but you're like, let's see who comes as my But it's shit. even better because you have an instant way to connect to that person and you have an instant, like, like, okay, let's do say Do I try and get to know them or do I pretend to be Steve Rogers? No, you 100% pretend to be female Steve Rogers. Second, 
if you're like, especially if you're like Deadpool or somebody that's like just talk like talking constantly and like making weird things to say, you can just go in with like a one liner and it's in character and it's not weird because it's in character. Oh, here <laughs> is where my engineer sensibilities are like, haha, leave me alone. <laughs> he promptly quieted, quiet, mm, quietened, as the zipper finally budged, pulling up his body, trapping him inside the costume. Feeling a warm palm being placed on his shoulder, he began to calm slightly. His breathing started to steady, and he hunched his shoulders a little, curling in on himself. Are you all right now, Harry? Ron asked carefully, making sure his tone stayed comforting. Come on, it's fine. He's not coming over here anyway. Look, he's walking that way. You're fine. It's all right. Okay? Chin up. That's right. It doesn't matter, does it? Both Ron and Hermione knew that anything to do with the war would set Harry off, sending him spiraling into grief and guilt, so they had to tread carefully. And anyway, Harry, you know he's better now. He's trying to make amends, and it's working. He's here at a muggle convention, for God's sake. You spoke at his trial. You see him at school on a regular basis. Even if we do bump into him again, everyone knows you hate each other. I'm sure you'll be able to come around with some kind of colorful insult to throw at him. <laughs> That's the worst-looking Victor costume I've ever seen. <laughs> you are a disgrace to Victors everywhere. Get out of my sight. <laughs> you could never land a triple axel or whatever. <laughs> you could never land a triple axel. Do it right now. Harry stinks. <laughs> An ice skate off. A carpeting ice skate off. They just like have like a dance off <laughs> to like prove their worth. A figure skating dance. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Um, I don't, Harry cut in. Don't what? Hate him. He's nice sometimes. Occasionally He's I see cracking. him. He's <laughs> Occasionally I saw him talking to the house elves in the kitchen once. He wasn't even being mean to them. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot all about your little crush on him. Ron, you have to correct me when I forget about these things. Hermione reprimanded the ginger. <laughs> the ginger. Wait, what? Little crush? <laughs> Harry ginger. spluttered. I don't have a crush on Malfoy. Oh, sorry. Big crush. Hermione corrected herself with a small laugh. Hermione, I'm not even gay. What are you going on about? Harry objected, utterly confused. Thou dost protest too much, <laughs> too much. Mr. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, Harry, Hermione shook her head in dismay. At that exact moment, a short girl their age burst through the crowd, shoving muggles left and right, tugging Malfoy along behind her, followed by another boy the trio recognized. Let me go, Pansy. No, I don't want to meet Potter and his friends. Why did we even come here? I knew this was an awful idea. You don't even like Yuri on ice that much. You didn't have to cosplay at all. Blaze, tell her to let me go. Blaze! <laughs> the wizard and his companions almost screeched to a stop in front of them. Pansy looked extremely proud of herself. Malfoy embarrassed, and Blaze simply bored. Hi! Pansy practically yelled in excitement. But if you were to ask her afterwards, she just spoke loudly. She doesn't yell. She's a lady. Shocking. Me too. Shocking. Me too, Pansy. Hello. We weren't expecting to see you here at all. I must say, Hermione exclaimed. But we see that you're cosplaying. Ron and I decided not to this year, but Harry Harry was really keen on that ice skating anime. What's it called, Harry? Yuri Onice? If pause. If yeah. if I was the only one of my friends who was fucking cosplaying, I would leave. Right, I don't feel like you don't go in a group and only one of you cosplays. Yeah, that's some lame friends. Yeah. They should have come as literally anything. Uh what's it called, Harry? Yuri Onice? Hermione. I'm joking, of course. I know what it's called. Yeah, he's really into Yuri Onice, and apparently you lot must be as well. Yeah, Pansy replied. Draco loves it. Me, not so much. But Blaze and I put up with him. So two... Two people dressed as one half of a pairing. Two people in two different trios were like, you know what? Fuck you, one friend. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) No, I think... No, they're dressed up. No, they said we're not really into it. Yeah, but they're... Oh, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. I'm Sarah Crispino, and Blaze wanted to be Deadshot. Don't know what those things are. Sure. It's fine. We're gonna... but they're dressed up in some way. Okay, so just Hermione and Ron are the dicks of this situation. Yeah, they just came along for the free snacks. I don't know. They're like, you know what? I just want some stickers. <laughs> she nodded towards the shorter boy with her. And as I'm guessing you already know, Draco had to be Victor. Meanwhile, Harry and Draco were avoiding eye contact as much as possible until their friends finally stopped talking. Dubbed or subbed, Draco mumbled. Top or bottom. Get out! <laughs> So for our friends on this podcast that don't watch anime, at least you watch the dubbed anime or the subbed version of the anime. Uh, oh my god. It also tells you your sexual position. It does not. Wait, which one is which in your brain? <laughs> dubbed is clearly top because it's over the top of it. It's dubbed. You're over. No, no, no. I have an argument. I feel like dubbed is bottom because you need more work done for you to be able oh, to enjoy you're right. the anime. Considering I thought of this, not at all. <laughs> 
that makes a lot more sense. I just had a very strong immediate opinion. (laughs) Sub does make more sense. But But sub is sub, so, uh, you know, there's there's arguments. It was a poor joke anyway. Anyway, dubbed or subbed, Jake. (laughs) We... Let us know. <laughs> Send us a message on Instagram. Do you think dubbed is topped or do you think subbed <laughs> is top? Is top. <laughs> Which one? Top, bottom, dubbed, in this, in this new canon we're creating. Are you kidding? Subbed. Harry spoke in a similar tone. Anime or manga? I can't pick. Next question. All-time favorite anime. Detective Conan. <laughs> do people have conversations like this? They absolutely have conversations like this at Comic-Con. They're gatekeeping each other. They're, They're trying like- to gatekeep each other. <laughs> no, this is definitely a real thing that I'm sure happens at Comic-Con. Where, like, two guys dressed up in fucking Call of Duty are like, What was the yeah. highest score in Call of Duty last year? It was this. How many copies of Call of Duty were sold in the year 2015? Oh, do you mean before the redux or after the redux? That's the it's kind like of when a twenty-one-year-old guy meets a teenage girl at the mall wearing a Misfits t-shirt, and he quizzes her about if she's actually a fan of the Misfits. And I always just lean in and I go, "I just think he's hot." <laughs> oh, my! My go-to move is I bought this at Goodwill. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Again, as an engineer, I'm not socialized well. <laughs> I can't pick. Next question. All-time favorite anime, Detective Conan. Favorite Yuri on Ice character. <laughs> Do you know how to say this? Pitch it? Pitch it. Pitch it. Without- P-H-I-C-H-I-T. I don't watch the show. I apologize. Pitch it. Without a doubt. Uh, Victory. Ship name for Victor and Yuri. Yes or no? Oh. 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 Yes. Thank Merlin. If you said no, I don't know what I'd do. I feel like that's saying, like, I think you're hot right now. Honestly, 100,000% I I would be like, do ship us? They'd be like, do ship this, and I'd be like, and I'd be like, I do now. You know, I didn't until you came along. Canonically, I didn't think they were the best, but you know what? But in this AU right here. (laughs) In this Comic-Con AU. See, I'm just going to teach you how to flirt so you can do it for me. Yeah, that's probably important. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank Merlin. If you had said no, I don't know what I'd do. Draco, Draco laughed and looked very relieved. They both didn't notice the looks their friends were giving them as they walked off with each other. They're going to bone. No, the friends are leaving them to be alone. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> to bone <laughs> themselves. Pansy, I have to say, when I told you to come to Comic-Con with Draco, I really didn't think this would work out in any way, shape, or form. <gasps> but you've surpassed expectations once again. Well, Granger, I've listened to him pining over Potter pretty much since we first met when we were five. He hadn't even met Potter at that point, and Draco was certain that he would one day get married. (laughs) That they would one day get married. His father was furious. So when you told me your rather Slytherin plan, I couldn't possibly say no. Those two just really need to bang. Pansy explained, smirking evilly. (laughs) Oi! I've listened to you two planning this for about a month, and while I do agree with you about this, can you not talk about them doing, you know, it right in front of me? Don't yuck their yum. Can't even say sex, (laughs) can you, Weasley? (laughs) Shut up, Parkinson. (laughs) Let them bone in their suits. When Hermione got home after Comic-Con, she wasn't expecting a phone call from anyone at all. But then again, maybe she should have... After she set up her straight, in other words, gay as a rainbow best friend with his longtime enemy slash crush. Oh Hello. God. Hermione? Came a tinny voice through the phone. Oh you were right, God. I'm so gay. Is he calling from Malfoy's bed? He's totally calling from bed. End of fic. <laughs> I don't think I have to assume like that. No, they're they're uh, they're definitely calling from the hotel room because you get a hotel room at the hotel that the convention oh, sure, is being sure, held sure. at most of the time. So it's a tinny landline. Hmm. Yikes! <laughs> I, an engineer, horrified. Do you ship uh, dreary? <laughs> Do I ship Draco? Dra- oh, Dra- I thought my brain wasn't working. I thought you were asking me if I liked Draco and Hermione, and I was no. like, that's not how you say their ship. No. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Dramine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who ships Dreary? Anyone? <laughs> I'm willing no, to really? ride whatever wave the author is going on, but I'd never pursue a Dreary. So. I mean, I have yeah. read a few very good Dreary fics. Yes. See, that's my argument, too, is that I think it's a good, it's a good starting point for 
yes. canon divergence. No, and, and that's what I mean. And I and I definitely love a relatable one in an asshole, but mm. I never like. <laughs> I thought you said a relatable one in an asshole, and I was like, <laughs> no, back to the bundle. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's specific. Like, you know, if if Harry is the one that we project ourselves onto, Draco is the one who's a dick that we need to rehabilitate so we can have emotional sex with them. Mm-hmm. And physical um, sex with them. Right. <laughs> no, yes. Emotional physical sex, not emotional sex. <laughs> no. Sex you're making, you're making, you're going to a weird place. <laughs> right. What? Emotional sex, like hate sex, or love, not like uh, sex thought, emotionally in your I thought brain. emotional sex was like, <laughs> your feelings are intertwining. <laughs> that is not my interpretation. I, no. I also, okay. as I'm saying it, no. I do no. agree that emotional, emotional sex, emotional hyphen sex you penetrate emotionally. Yeah, it's that one could be an intellectual it. discussion, one can be, like, making love. Only <laughs> emotional penetration. This conversation <laughs> is so intense, it's like we're having emotional sex. This okay. Is... Look me in the eyes and tell me some douchebag is not gonna someday say that to me during coffee, and I'm gonna have to be like, what? <laughs> I feel like our souls are connecting. I could say our feelings like are having sex with sex. And I'll be like, oh. emotions are intertwining. And I'll be like, oh, I would think I'm getting an STD. I need to leave. <laughs> but like, I think, I think for me, I never liked Draco enough as a person mm-hmm. to care about shipping him with anyone. Fair. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. like the idea of him becoming a more normal person after Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the extent of my any kind of like affection for Draco. And so I don't I don't seek out the thick. What is your Potter ship then? If you have one. Um, <laughs> I mean, my favorite characters were always Sirius and Remus individually. Mm-hmm. And so I read a lot of Sirius and Remus fic eventually, but but it's very difficult to like figure out what is actually the best Sirius and Remus fic based on because because that fandom has been happening for like twenty years. True, it's a very established fandom. I like Harry and Ginny. I've liked Ginny ever since like she's first introduced, you know, sticking her elbow in the butter um, over breakfast at the burrow. I just think she was a cool character, and then when. We saw more of her in Chamber of Secrets. I was like, yay, I really like her and she deserves better and she deserves nice things. And I wanted her to get a happy ending. Nice. Claire? I think I shipped Tara with no one. Fair. <laughs> um, I agree. It's that I, I did. It's that I loved Ginny. I, I do really like them together. But I will say the first time I read it, when when he was like, oh, so Ginny's into me, and I'm into Ginny. I feel this anger monster inside. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, she, and he was like, I think I love Ginny. And I was like, where what? is this coming from? See, I think I was also in that boat, because maybe I was like, I, maybe I was like Ginny's age, or maybe it was mm. something about like the way she was introduced originally, where I was like, oh, this is like the kid sister who's always going to be like I did always ship weird, Ron and Hermione or... together, and so it was but like... I don't think I did. I think I was like... Eventually, I realized it was happening, and I was like, Ugh. It's that I think, well, and I think Neville's my favorite character. The first time I, like, re-listened to the book, Ooh, I just wept every time Neville was even mentioned. Ooh. Is that, so I think Neville's my Aww. favorite character. They would have a very, like, harmonious relationship. I agree. I ship Harmony and Neville now. Mm-hmm. You can find that mm-hmm. on the internet. Just have. <laughs> All right, final final question. Yes. What is your what is your cosplay? My cosplay. Wait, Her- Harry Potter or generally? In general. In general. If, let's say if mm. you want to get talked to at a comic con, not even necessarily flirted with, but if you want to talk to somebody at a comic con, what are you going to wear? I'm going to. I'm going as Professor Shelley Osborne from the Jumanji reboot, who is Jack Black, who is a woman. <laughs> Inside of a man who was Jack Black. <laughs> and so... Wait, the, are you going to dress as Jack Black or are you going to dress as what she originally looks like? I'm going to dress as Jack Black. Okay. But I'm going to be a woman with a beard. I'm going to be Jack Black, but myself. Is it because anybody who flirts with you is going to really have some, like, yes. stuff? Yes. Yes. I want to see. All right. V, Maggie, do you guys have any interesting cosplays? Well, as, as we record, I'm currently sitting in my closet. Oh, are you going to do the cosplay right now? Well, I just pulled the t-shirt off of my off my clothing rack. <laughs> I was going to say that'd be really impressive. And I'm turning it inside out because I'm the monster. <laughs> um, 
this t-shirt was uh, a like limited edition like for charity thing that Deborah Anwall did. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Karen on on the Punisher and Daredevil, and so it's Karen and Daredevil and the Punisher, and it says "Be your own hero." And I would wear this because then people would come and talk to me about Castle. Ooh, excellent. Ah. All right, nice. V, do you have a a costume or a something? I think. If I were going to, like, put in, like, the real, like, cosplayer time and effort into a costume, then I would want to be Padme, but specifically Padme from um, Queen's Shadow um, or Queen's Peril, where she's, like, setting up her team of handmaidens and there's a lot of really interesting, like, specific dresses that are in there. So, A, it would be, like, a really niche costume, so you'd have to know who like which Padme I was being to come talk to me. Yes. And then if somebody came to talk to me that I didn't want to be talking to me and they were like, oh, I see that you're incorrectly dressed as Padme, then I could be like, no, I'm Sabe. <laughs> and then just be my own decoy good, and walk away. Awesome. It'd be great. Oh my God, what a good line. Be like, get out of here. I love it. Um, I think, oh gosh, I think I would probably have to be a Sami. And then I would take a bunch of pictures with a bunch of cores. <laughs> And, like, touch their arms. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) This has been a very, a very fandom episode of Fine Pairings. Uh, V and Maggie, where can we find you personally? Where can we find your podcast? Um, Because I feel like a lot of people who like fandom will enjoy your your nonsense. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You can find our podcast anywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts, you know, whatever, wherever you're listening right now to... Uh, fine pairings you can search i met you on lj and we'll be there we're you know app podcasts google podcast wherever and um our tumblr is also our website so that's i met you on lj podcast.com or we're on twitter at i met you on lj pod because podcast was too long for a username and on instagram we are also i met you on lj podcast and then uh, my personal, I'm, I'm in my arrows high pretty much everywhere. And I'm Maggie. Um, I'm, I really just exist on AO3 and Tumblr. I don't, I just kind of can't stand social media. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm Glycerin Clown. That's Glycerin and then Clown, even though I don't like clowns. And then you guys upload every Tuesday, yes? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, so uploads every Tuesday from... I met you in LJ. Thank you guys so much for being here and partaking in our personal nonsense. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much for having us. (laughs) No problem. This is very fun. I haven't gotten drunk in a while. (laughs) I have. (laughs) (laughs) We do it almost every Friday now. (laughs) And with that, I'm Grace. I'm Claire. This has been Fine Pairings. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.